Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. All right. I think we're a go. Hey there. Welcome nice. to Green with Tiffany. I'm so happy you could join us. And I am here uh, with a good friend of mine, actually. So this is going to be a fun conversation. This is Rebecca Mink. She is the founder and CEO of Mink Vegan Leather Shoes and Accessories. So she's added some fun things to her line that I can't wait to talk to her about. So thanks, Rebecca, for taking the time. So Thank excited you. to speak to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and um, chat with you about what's going on. So I met Rebecca. I just gave you a little backstory. Um, I've been in the green space for a while now. I think this is going to be my 10-year anniversary. Um, And there was an event called Opportunity Green. And it was kind of a business, like business to business. I mean, it was all types of people in the sustainable world. And Karen Sullivan uh, was the woman who ran it. And I had, we both have chihuahuas and we both had them with us in our bags. And she thought, she thought, she came over to me and she's like, you just have to meet Rebecca Mink. You guys are going to just get along so great. And you both have these chihuahuas, you know, these dogs, chihuahuas. And so she introduced us and we were together for the rest of the day and we've been friends ever since. So I just love that story. (laughs) It's a very, very cool story. It is because it was so unusual. I think even at, you know, 10 years ago, it was a little bit more unusual to be with a dog and it was extremely unusual usual to be at a green ego conference because there wasn't many. That's true. So, um, that's true. We cool. both still have our chihuahuas today. So that's also. Yeah. No, I'm not going anywhere fast. <laughs> Your little monkey and my Lily. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. So with that, um, you've been mm-hmm. in this game even longer. So you have like mm-hmm. 20 years in this, mm-hmm. in this field and especially something so specific as uh, you know, vegan shoes is how you started yes. way ahead of its time. Like yes. I just, am, I just appreciate Ridiculous. your passion for it. And I'm sure there must've been so many hurdles along the way. And I just wondered yes. how you, well, how do you choose vegan shoes of all things when you started? Well, thanks for saying that. Cause it's been a really long journey. It's been <laughs> quite something and acknowledging that I don't even acknowledge it myself. I just try to ignore it and keep going. But why vegan shoes, you know, I'll I'll just say how it started, because that was um, something that was missing in the market that I needed. And that's how a lot of things start for a lot of products. But specifically, I was a wardrobe stylist to celebrities. So I was dressing them in beautiful outfits and they were on the red carpets. They were in movies. They were doing awesome things that were high profile. And at the time, there was just a few plastic shoes that were available for people that were looking looking for vegans that were not comparable to the fashion forward, high quality, top tier, you know, shoes that were out there in the world. And one of the biggest problems was that I was vegan and I was a stylist and I could get every single part of their clothing and options to be non-leather, no fur, and really find the right alternatives, but not shoes. And I was just 
really had been in sh- into shoes even more than any other fashion item. And I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And really took it on to create the best vegan shoe in the world um, before people really even understood the word vegan. So it was quite a task. Yeah. So that's the the really special part is you really want a luxury supreme is the word I, I hear you using mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, mm-hmm. vegan shoe. So it's not just something that's a temporary thing. This is something you really, you know, want to have be special and last. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I know that sustainability is a very important thing to you and your followers and myself as well. And, you know, we have shoes that women have had 15 years and and still going strong. We have shoes that have been resold multiple times. We have stories of shoes that are going to be handed down to their daughters. Um, we have shoes that are on shelves in um, in celebrities' houses. Um, so we've got really uh, an idea that you know making an amazing shoe that lasts is a really worthwhile thing in the sustainability department. But also we've been really focused on making the materials themselves sustainable. And that's what brought us to the vegan leather. So, and so you actually have this new vegan leather. This is something kind of fairly new coming that you've been working with. I mean, you probably been working on it a while, but bringing it to the world is fairly new. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, we're not bringing it to the world yet. Um, <laughs> well, that's uh, the hope. <laughs> yeah, that that's coming soon to theater. <laughs> so we are we're raising funds right now to really take that up to the level that it should be um, with all the competition that's out there. You know, vegan leather is a hot item, and the reason that it's hot is because people are buying it more than ever, and we are one of the people that are looking to find the best materials. And what we found is. We we did reverse engineer testing on fabrics for 21 years. Um, this is an extreme amount of time to be able to work with all of the up and coming sustainable materials, all of the vegan leathers that ever came out over those years, and really figuring out exactly what is the best part of all of them and wanting to have that be in one item. And the one thing that we found is that with shoes is it's a very difficult process on the leather itself. If the machines are very hot, they're very strong. If you can imagine, you know, the torque that it takes to put a heel onto a shoe and what pressure that takes and what the leather or the fabric needs to go through. So there's a big test there. And then when the product is actually worn, maybe it's like a fine leather um, and it's worn in the rain or in the mud or something. And we really get to test in a different way. There's heat, there's movement, there's weight. So 20, 21 years ago, the first you know, recycled and uh, sustainable materials, they were like marshmallows. I mean, um, <laughs> that's like the first thing that came to mind. It's, it was like um, worked over so much to become a material that was coming from something else and it didn't have any, you know, there wasn't a tight weave, whether whether it was a weave product or if it was made to be more like a leather, it was, it had too much air almost. It was, it was, it was just moving in a way where we could make a shoe with it and it would grow two sizes. So we figured out how to back them and put shoes in the freezer in the beginning and do all the things it took to get to this point where there's, you know, there's better leathers than ever, but we think we can make something even better. So 
That's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, which is I find fascinating is when vegan leathers first started coming out, I think I've done some work for the car company, the luxury car company, Lexus, and they they were the first luxury hybrid and they came out to kind of follow that sustainability story with a, I, at the time they didn't even call it that I called it the vegan leather and that's how I would present it to people, but it was called new Lux and people they mm-hmm. kind of correlate luxury with leather and they would think like, well, why would mm-hmm. I want to spend money on a faux leather yes. or whatever they would term it to be? But now what I love is that has shifted, you know, because yes. the quality is so good and people are starting to care more and realize, well, I can have just a, as beautiful product and even better. I mean, I, to me, it correlates to something better than leather. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you've experienced how you've, seen people's mindsets shift on how they correlate luxury with leather versus a vegan leather? Yeah, that is such a good question. Such a good one, because it, I have many layers throughout the years of when we develop the product from day one and all of the different hurdles that we went over. The first one would be production itself. We went to 16 different factories or I did on my own at that time trying to find one that would work with me making vegan shoes. Now the Italians, they don't want to make a cheap product. So they thought, oh, that's a cheap product. That's a a horrible product. We don't make that product. So they didn't want to have anything to do with it. On top of that, a lot of them were connected to the tanneries, but that's another story um, (laughs) where they wanted their cousin's tannery. You need to use that leather. But back to the the topic of the the whole concept of something being vegan um, was something that I've been you know kind of fighting against the entire time because I've gone through you know even the buyers back in the day when wholesale was pretty much the only way to sell and you know the buyers were really intimidated by uh, vegan products and then um, it continued on and on. And then the customer, you know, thinking that the, the, the product is, you know, not leather. So why is it the same price, even though like you're stating it's better because, you know, we have to think about thousands of years ago, the best material available to make shoes was leather because that was thousands of years ago. And what we've got now is high performance, amazing fabrics. They work better with heat. They work better with movement. They work better with um, longevity and strength and sustainability. So we can create fabrics that are better than leather. And so that has been the mission of Mink all along is shifting the paradigm, the way people see non-leather versus, you know, leather, because they think, oh, this is a gorgeous shoe because it's leather and it's not gorgeous if it's not leather. So we're really here to shift that. And then we're taking a step further by now actually making a leather. So, and the other thing too, uh, just a quick note is that the leathers that are out there maybe are not when I, when you've heard me use the word Supreme um, leather, it's because they are, you know, some to me, they look like rubber, they're grainy, they're not, they're not a luxury leather, they're not going to replace a, a to, you know, most people's eyes, like a beautiful calf skin, they might think this isn't going to be like that. So um, some of them are like cardboard. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and so there's, 
there's a difference between finding that that level where fashion can use it where it has that movement and it has that you know that's a luxury level so and the innovation is very cool where we are now with things right it must be so exciting for you that there's so many different options of materials do you have a favorite material that's out there whether you're using it or not yet but is there something that you've come across you're like oh this is really different yeah i mean we have a really fun um we're going to start launching like a new style every single month we've been working on a whole bunch of different styles throughout 2020 that were um flat and awesome and you know really strong and classic um, styles that you can wear forever like you know your combat boot your sneaker your loafers and all the fun stuff and i have in front of me this boot which is coming out it's gonna have a different sole so i'm not going to show you the sole yet but this boot um I'm excited about this deep black color and it's made of bananas. Um, so that part is like a canvas. It's less of like a leather and it's made from bananas. And like I said, we test fabrics harder than any other. We had to back this fabric because it was ripping. So we found a way to work with this fabric and strengthen this fabric and fuse this fabric with another fabric that we use that really can give it the strength we need for shoes. So once again, you know, going through those processes where you realize, wow, we should really be doing this because <laughs> we kind of understand. And this this leather trim that we used, um, the reason we use it on the trim is because it, it wasn't really strong enough to take the whole boot or to work with somebody walking and kicking against it and different things. So we decided to use it on the trim because it's beautiful faux leather and that's made from grapes. So that's the, the grape um leather that is out there right now. So those are two um, fun ones that we're going to um, put out there. We place them specifically where they can show their strength, where there might be a beautiful fabric. And, um, and then, you know, that, that banana fabric, it's tough. It's just the only reason that we had an issue is because we really, you know, we really, it was really giving it some, some uh, testing on that machinery that we have in our factory. That's so fun. Do you just go around wearing the boots and kicking things to see? (laughs) I did. We had a photo shoot yesterday and I wore them on the shoot and I really did kick up a storm because um, carrying everything in and out and working and being on a shoot, being the stylist yesterday. So it's definitely um, giving him a test. I'm going to have you show some more shoes because I know you have them all back there. So that's very cool. (laughs) Um, You know, what else is cool is, you know, the, the faux leather from before, and I'm sure it's still being used. And of course that's, you know, fine for me because I'm into no harm to animals, but yeah, the, the, I don't even know what you'd call it. What you're talking about are plant-based materials, which is so interesting now that that's available to follow sort of the, the vegan story. So when, when did you become a vegan? I know you said you were a vegan. When did you become a vegan? Well, I became start? vegetarian when I was very, very young, when I was four years old, because that was my funny story where I was at a birthday party and this little boy told me that hot dogs were um, made from dogs of all things. Can you imagine <laughs> a little girl thinking that she's eating a dog? So I basically, it changed my life forever. And I started thinking about what I was eating. It just shifted my mind and I was already going there and I was four when that happened. So that was just 
really, I mean, it really was a defining moment. Then from there, I went into, um, you know, when PETA first started, I found out about them through a newsstand. And so um, I was there with my dad and I was found this um, magazine and I found out about them and I was really getting into everything. And I was vegan, probably closer to like 10 to 12, really, where my parents finally let me have my own cupboard in the kitchen and all the things, you know, I wanted to go to the health food store and get things because that's the only place I could get what I needed. And then, you know, couldn't wait to get my car so I could go get my food myself. It was, it was a time where there wasn't, you know, when you went to a restaurant, there wasn't a vegan pasta. There wasn't those things. So you were eating a side salad. It was, it was, there really isn't a lot to eat at that time. So it was an interesting thing because my parents had to go through thinking that I was really in trouble. You know, they really had to manage that as best they could, but I'm pretty strong-willed. <laughs> yeah, you have to be because to have yeah. that kind of sense at four, I mean, okay, that must've been traumatizing mm-hmm. to think that hot dogs were dogs too. I mean, they're yeah. still an animal, but to think that they're dogs, you know, and then take that further and keep it going. You know, I mean, I think if I did that to my mom, she would be like, well, too bad. But the fact that you're, you know, because she'd be worried about my health and not knowing information like we know now that's more, Mm -hmm. you know, mainstream. uh, I think it's amazing that they supported you with that. I mean, that's pretty special. And well, poor them in the beginning, it was me sitting at the dinner table for five hours, you know, and I was putting it in napkins and flushing oh. it down the toilet, oh, or no. the bathroom. And I mean, they really didn't have a choice, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. You know, I just watched this movie with my mom. It's a, it was a very strange movie. It's a musical. I had to buy the DVD because I couldn't find mm-hmm. it on any you know platforms. And it was called Athena and Debbie Reynolds was in it. And it was from the fifties and it's a very unusual film. And my mom watched it when she was a little girl and this family that it's about, that it's centered around. Um, he trains bodybuilders, which was also very unusual back in that time. Right. And there's these like very muscular mm-hmm. men and they didn't eat meat. And she's at a party mm-hmm. and the people at the party thought she was so weird because she wasn't eating meat and they were trying to force it. Oh, look at this roast beef but they didn't have a name for it. So all they just, they didn't call it anything. They just said, you don't eat meat here. You should eat this meat. And I just thought like, wow, it's very ahead of its time. And so you are very ahead of your time with all of this. Painfully, painfully. So because I self-funded for a very, very, very long time while I really believed in this, because I knew that there wasn't the option out there. I knew that I was making it. And then in 2016, we had the option to partner and part own um, one of the best factories in the world for shoes. And it's female owned. And it was the first factory that made our very first shoes. And we had to find a way to do that. So um, so we, we got involved with um you know, getting our first funding at that time in 2016, but really we, um, I self-funded all the way through the whole, um, process of people not understanding anything, you know, of what I was up to. Amazing. I mean, just such a true pioneer that, and, and your perseverance, (laughs) you know, is it the love of shoes, the love of animals, like with all the challenges that came forward, how did you stay on course? Yeah, I always said it was not just about pretty shoes. I've always said that because it's the truth. 
as a deep passion for, for really shifting the way um, people see the leather, but also just knowing that you can, you not compromise as a woman and have this beautiful shoe and we're launching men's in 2021. Oh, that's and exciting. then, yeah, because the combat boot will be unisex. So that's start with that and then um, keep going. But we, we just, you know, we're giving someone that, that option on the shelf so that they will choose it. Then what happens then what, what happens when we, when we're able to shift someone's purchase is we're able to control um, supporting the cattle industry, supporting the slaughter industry, supporting the tannery industry, and supporting the leather industry, and just supporting the industry that we really love, which is maybe artisans that make beautiful products. And what's so interesting about what we do is that I know that everyone has heard of Florence for leather, right? So um, people go there and they get leather jackets and bags and shoes, and it's known for its leather because that's where most of the tanneries are for all of the leather that is produced in Italy. So what we do is we work with these artisans and we create non-leather. And it makes me so excited to be there. I just can't wait to go back. It's been the toughest thing of, you know, the COVID um, 2020, but being around them, being seeing the passion that they have it ignites me to, to get that out in the world and to, to get it out in the world in a way where you're thinking of sustainability and you're thinking of the animals, you're thinking of the people that work on it as well. You know, how, how are they being treated? Are they in a good situation there? Are they around chemicals that they shouldn't be um, keeping the air fresh, keeping their comfortable level of work and um, and then taking it all the way across your product and having integrity all the way um, from beginning to end in every factory that works on your product. And these are things that get me up every single day because there's so much to do for one, but also because it's it's really exciting to you know be a company that is that way, that has true integrity all the way through. So so here we are. I keep doing it. It's, it's- <laughs> pretty amazing that from the time when you started to where you are now, I mean, you're almost more passionate. You're just like unwavering in your, yeah, I know, you know, right? your pursuit of this, this like lifelong dream. And it's amazing. And, you know, there's so much to say about it because you're a female, you're female owned entrepreneurial. Now you've got a female owned working in the factory as well. Did, were they always on board for vegan shoes or was this a learning curve for them as well? Or where, you know, how did that, how did that transition? <laughs> great question. Again, great question. Cause it was first, you know, I, I told you a little bit of how it took me, you know, 16 factories to get to this factory that was female owned. And she said, look, I'm going to try to make these shoes, but then we're all excited and we're going to start working on this project. And she's walking me around the factory and I'm like, what kind of glue are you guys using? And they were using an animal glue oh my at God. that time. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm talking about every component. You know, we're going to dig into every single part of a shoe. There's 30 components in making a shoe. So the people's mind was boggled because they were like, okay, so you take the shoe and you're like, there's a sole factory. There's a heel factory. There's even a factory for the little nub on the end. There's the glue, like I'm mentioning, there's all these different components that have to come in in a vegan way. And 
they were just like, oh my gosh, like, how is this going to even happen? You know, and then having to change the way they made it. And then what happened is, is the shoe is going around the chain. And as it went around the chain and our vegan, you know, for samples, they were just melting. It was melting after all that work of putting together, going through the machines and just disintegrating because it was the, the beginning. So it was those older recycled materials from 21 years ago. It was um, the, the learning curve that we had to go through as a factory because the machines were at a, a temperature that was for leather. So then we had to figure out how to find the highest temperature that we could use without melting the shoe and figuring out that first so that we could run the shoe and create the shoe and, you know, mount the shoe and make it. And um, so watching them go through that was, I mean, painful is (laughs) putting it mildly. And then (laughs) sounds like a lot (laughs) because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of yelling and screaming in Italy that happens um, when you make some beautiful things. And boy, was there some um, serious action going on during that time. It was, it was really, it's, it's almost like I do identify with the Italians in this way very, very much in that the harder it gets, the more they want to do it, the best they've ever even seen, you know? So it's like, it's, it's almost like the more you challenge them. So like I would go to Italy and say, oh, can I make a shoe, you know, this gold shoe vegan like this? And they would say, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can't (laughs) use the metallics. You can't use the metallics. And then I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's see if we can, you know, and then they try to figure it out, try to figure it out. And they dig in and they have so much passion. They go, 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 go. And then they figure it out. And then they're like, oh my gosh, look at this beautiful thing, you know? And they really take pride in it. And, um, and just, they really like a challenge, you know, they really like a creative challenge and it's, it's beautiful to watch that. And so I've watched them grow with me and what it has done, which is a very interesting thing to note. Like I said, there's 30 different vendors that are creating my shoe if you can imagine not none of them respected me in the beginning they were like what the heck is this girl doing like who is this girl and what is she doing (laughs) and when I talk to them now they're just so impressed I mean they they know I was doing this 20 years ago they know I was the one begging them to make a recycled fabric they know I'm the one that said no wool is not vegan (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and silk is not vegan. And they tried to push these products on me and now they understand it. So that's been really beautiful to watch. It's so impressive to see the, the strength and the challenges that, you know, sometimes, I mean, that's not always easy. You get roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. You're like, ah, maybe I don't want to do this. You know? So the fact that you, everyone, everyone wanted to keep on going is so cool to then see the actual product. And that's got to be a big incentive to be like, okay, we did this one. Now we can do, you know, what's next. So yeah, that's a very cool about Ming shoes. I mean, is there um, like a favorite moment in your career so far that you'd like to share anything that comes to mind? I mean, you've just got, it's Um, been such a, a journey and you're in this like very important moment right now where so much is happening all at once. Mm -hmm. I think it's when I, I think it's right now. It's right now because this year we're looking to get equity funding, which means so much, you know, because we've been playing the startup game so long and it's, 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 you know, one of the things that 
was so interesting. And it literally, the first time that I experienced this was at the conference we met at. This is the very first time I experienced this. And that is that vegan companies and sustainable companies can make a lot of money and they should. And that was a weird thing. It's like, oh, you're vegan, you're sustainable. Oh, like you have to stay small. No, you don't. The more money you make, the more you can do for animals, for people, for the planet. So, you know, we're out to make money. And, and what was interesting is that, you know, really wasn't a time that I went out and raised money. Why I self-funded it for 16 years is because there wasn't a market. So now that we have this market even bigger than ever in 2021 coming out, um, it's, it's, and we're going to be able to offer a leather, which means we're going to be able to go to furniture and home decor. We're going to be able to go to automobile and offer us a, a luxury leather there vegan leather. And we're going to be able to go to the um, just thing like to a yacht company. We're going to be able to go not just to footwear and fashion, we'll be able to go to the whole fashion industry and, and really connect with them and work with people that make bags, belts and clothing and all types of things. So that expansion of being able to make that kind of a difference to make a product that makes that kind of a difference. And then to continue making the shoes, which is the heart of the of the brand and also um, be such a unique uh, vegan leather where we also make a brand. So we understand making the product and um, that, that just makes me so excited that thank goodness though, because after 21 years, if I didn't get this little, like, you know, amazing Spark. moment, because I was saying, you know, it's like, I could I, really, you could say I've been working on the, the vegan leather one year, or you could say I've been working on it 21 years. And I say that because it's been really interesting because it's like, I kind of double take my own self and say, well, this was the whole mission statement of the company since the beginning is this leather. So this, you know, the, this leather is a problem and a problem in, in shoemaking. And, and now we're able to take care of both. <laughs> so I've, I'm happier than I've ever been. And if I can, you know, get that wire of that equity funding, that will be a happier day. <laughs> I can guarantee after all the hard work it takes to raise money. But, um, but for now, I'm, I'm really happy right now. Yes. That'll be a really big celebration. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Really pivotal moment. You know, when you were talking about the shoes and the 30 components and, and what a big market this is becoming now, it made me think about with all the brands that are, that are out there now. Yes. I wonder if they also <laughs> think in terms of all the, like the glue, like that, I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have crossed. Well, I mean, I'm not in the mark, I'm not in the business, but that wouldn't have crossed my mind necessarily. Do, does it cross? all these designers minds or are they going for it, you know, full circle, or are they just doing, you know, just the actual material of the shoe or, you know, I'm curious. You are so good. Your questions are, they just keep getting better and better and better. I just can't even stop saying that because it's so true. Um, look, we, we make other brands. We made the very first shoes for Kat Von D's brand and we created Kat Von D's brand um, start where she needed to make shoes. She wanted to make really great shoes. And we really took her designs and created some awesome stuff to allow her to express her dream and do what she wanted to do. And so a lot of other people have come to us, you know, to create their vegan shoe line. And a lot of them had already had vegan shoes. So 
So a lot of people, since we made Kat Von D's brand and we worked with a lot of other um, collaborations, we did a collaboration with Too Faced Cosmetics, with PETA, with multiple other um, uh, celebrities and different fun stuff. So people have come to us and they've been saying, can you make our shoe our vegan shoe brand, right? So they're, they're at all different stages. Some people are in the sample stage and they come to us and they find out about us. Some people are coming to us with uh, a a product they're already have on the market. They're already selling. And some people come to us wanting to start from scratch and have us help them. We obviously can't take it all on. We're, we're focused on our own brand (laughs) as well, but um, we, why I'm mentioning it with what you're saying is that we have um, been given samples by other vegan brands and we opened them up and we looked at all of the components on their previous samples and they were not vegan. So this is like a really big deal, like a really, really, really big deal. So we privately told this one brand because we wanted to, you know, we're, we're out there to make more vegan shoes available than ever before. Why did we make Kat Von D's brand with her? Because we want all types of shoes available, her style, our style, everyone's style. So we are out to make more vegan shoes available, right? So we didn't want to ruin this brand by doing anything, you know, by telling the world that their product actually hasn't been vegan, but this is, this has happened, um, unfortunately more than one time. So there's, there's, especially in heels, there's a lot inside here. (laughs) So, um, there's a shank and there's different materials inside. There's, there's materials that, that are, um, making the strength for the front and the back you know, there's something in there. Right. And a lot of times if they're working with, a, a, like I was saying earlier, they were, didn't understand that that wool was not vegan and silk is the same thing when they work with materials that are maybe a compounded leather. So it could be like a compounded um, scraps of leather and it looks like cork, you know, kind of material. And you know, I've been told before that that was not leather. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's not leather. And I start breaking it apart. And the very beginning, I remember someone telling me that. And then once I learned it once, I was like, that stuff is not, it's not, you know, so we had to create our own components that were not leather. So we know that if you made that shoe and you didn't create a custom component, sometimes, you know, we're pretty clear that it probably does have leather. Long story, huh? No, but that's so fascinating because (laughs) like I said, you wouldn't have necessarily known. You think people are out there to make a vegan shoe. And they don't mean it, some of them. Yeah, and it's really quite, uh, yeah, it's a tough one because they, when they're given the product by people, they, there's, there really isn't any way unless they break apart the shoe and have someone um, really, you know, take a look at that, like ourselves, you know, someone that would know, but really it's, um, it's easy for the, the production to give you a product that has leather in it with that many different components. Well, we're happy we have you to, <laughs> to be the sleuth, the leather part and really, yeah, really checking it out and making sure it is what it says it is. I really, you yeah. Know, I mean, those are the important. brands that I support is the ones who do it right all the way, you know, and yeah. other people will say something like, well, they're trying, you know, so at least they're trying. It's like, yeah, but there's others that are doing it right. Or at least trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to do it, you know? 
And mm-hmm. so those are the people that I personally am going to support. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you. you're the best for <laughs> doing that. And um, I love your shoes and I love, so they all have uh, like animal names, right? I have the bunny yeah. flat, the little glitter flat, which is super cute. And I just love, I think I have the black, is it the black glitter? I think I have. Um, I also like that pink glitter. I mean, who doesn't mm. love glitter? I just, you know, glitter is everything. <laughs> we're working to get um, a cool topic. We're working uh, to get some biodegradable leather. We've been working on that. Um, and it's really tough because we tried one that was made out of minerals and it, it just like disintegrated on us. and it was on your hands and it was like all of the factory it was all over the factory. And, um, and it was just like, as they were making, it was falling apart. And, um, you know, our factory workers would go home they take a shower and they'd still have it all over them. It was just like, they couldn't get rid of it. And it was really um, not, that wasn't the reason we stopped working. It was just actually not going to be able to hold the, the pressure and the movement um, because the shoe, you know, you're like an architect and it holds weight and it moves. So uh, we really have to, can't just be a pretty fabric. So we have to have that strength. Yeah. How often did you go to the factory BC? You could say BC, right? Before COVID. Oh, you're <laughs> hilarious. Oh gosh. This is such a great time to get out of this. Yeah. Um, I used to go every, about every six weeks and I just loved it. And my dog monkey went, with, went with you, right? Yeah. He went every single time and he would just be on the plane with me under the seat and he was genius. He would just sleep like a little baby. And um, he went to all the factories. There's lots of pictures of him in the factories and really, really lightened everybody's day when he would go by the factories. But I, one of my, I, I honestly have to say my favorite part of my job is to be in the factories. It is, it, it really is my favorite part because like I said, in the beginning, the artisans are what get me up every morning that I'm bringing their beautiful work to the world. And um, they are so fun. You know, we have a coffee and they love to talk in Italy and they like to drink wine at night and they like to really connect like family. And we have this relationship with all of the vendors and you miss them, you know? So you go there, you see them and you go through things with them. They're family run. So they're a little dramatic at times and um, you kind of grow with them. And, and so it's really great to, to go there and be involved with the product being made. It's fun just even, you know, when I was there watching them work on a very difficult shoe right before this COVID happened, they were trying to shave the bottom and then it wasn't working, wasn't working. And just watching something not work, not work and have them figure it out, figure it out and how they were going to, you know, reshape the souls that it would work. And, you know, problem solving in, in making beautiful luxury products is, um, it's just fascinating to watch. So I can't wait to get back. Oh, it's so lovely. We have um, neighbors that are Italian. I love them. They're from Sicily. Oh yeah. Ignazio. He, he is so dramatic and he just goes in, you could hear him. He's like speaking Italian really loudly. I just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't wait to go back and travel. That will be. Sometimes you think they're yelling all the time, but they're not. (laughs) They're just actually talking. They're just talking. um, Right. Yeah. And it's funny. They're done when they're done, you know, too. That's they'll be yelling about a shoe and I'll be sitting at lunch, all timid, you know, eating my slice of pizza with no cheese. And, and they'll be like, 
fine. They'll be like, let's have a beer. And I'll just be like, what? You guys are just yelling at each other. But, um, you know, it just kind of is, it's just, it, it is a, a way, it's a way of, I don't know, you know, in the culture itself, it's there, but it's in, in work, it's really there. You know, there's that you did it wrong. It needs to be this way. And then go in the right lane. Do you speak Italian? I I understand a lot. And I really still embarrassingly use a translator for all like technical and all phone calls and, and zooms and stuff. Um, because we have such, um, such detailed conversations about things that I am not capable of taking it there. But, um, I really, I really do. Um, I, I've honestly worked too much to spend the time when I'm there because I just like focus on so many different things and I really will um, make the time in the next trip to, to try to speak the whole time because <laughs> it would be, it would be to my benefit being that I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to be there for, for life. So oh, definitely the Italian product is hard to, it's hard to uh, work with anyone else after you've been addicted to their product. They, they make a product that is just so perfect. So it's so incredible that you can deliver thousands of shoes and have, you know, no problems with them. This is unheard of in other productions. And we, even in our factory ourselves, we, we x-ray every single shoe before it leaves and they look at all the nails and exactly where they are and whether there's going to be anything coming through and um, really take it to that level where everything is double checked and triple checked and, and make an immaculate product and they box it like they care about it. Like it's like, it's just their favorite thing each and every time over and over again. And so you get these high quality products from them that, you know, quite honestly, you just really can't get anywhere else. And I know that from experience, you know, I bought a buckle from somewhere else and everyone talked me into, it's a cheaper buckle, it's a cheaper buckle. I'm like, all right. And it wasn't from Italy and it broke and I had to pull those shoes and it was really so destroying to me. I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh my gosh, I made a product and now it's just broken after all that work. Recall, it's, recall. That's such a bummer. It's devastating. It happened just once to us. And then I'm like, that's not happening again. And if I use a buckle from Italy, I've never had any problems. So it's just that level of quality and it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive because the labor is expensive. It's expensive because the, the, the materials they use are expensive and the the time they take extra time to make things and they've got talents that come from you know fourth and fifth generation they just they really deserve to be um given you know the gratitude for that when i first saw the industry and saw what people pay in production and what they charge the retail level in let's say rodeo drive stores it's crazy so what we do is we do direct to consumer and try to keep that price more of a, it's luxury for sure. It's very expensive. And that, you know, for the things I mentioned, but, you know, we're, we're not doing a big crazy ad campaign where we need all this extra money. So we're just trying to keep it tight and as best we can for luxury product. I mean, I've always had a love of shoes and now it's even up to the level to know what really goes into it because just like disposable mm-hmm. fashion, I mean, there is disposable mm-hmm. shoes out there and I, I keep my shoes. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not all of them are, are vegan, but 
you know, moving forward, I'd like them to be as much as possible, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not buying any new shoes because I have so many shoes, but I keep my shoes. I have shoes that are 20 years old that I still wear them and I love them. And, you know, they're still That's very great. relevant as far as style. That's great. Do you have a favorite shoe? I know it's hard to pick just one. I think, what's you know, current we- favorite. One of our shoes, I, I like the first collection was quite close to my heart because we named the shoes pig and cow and chick. And um, we even named one cock. We named one tuna. And it was just like really fun. And the pig shoe was just such a classic first uh, mink shoe because we were really, really pink at that time. It was like a hot pink shoe. Was I remember really, your uh, box. You, know, you had the pink box. Which yeah, I and the boxes. The original boxes were so fun because I had a friend that created these cartoons that we made a specific sticker that went on each box, the very original collection. And they were just so fun. And um, it was really, you know, it was one of those things where when you make your first collection, you do all these things that are just ridiculous. If you were going to think about uh, volume production, you know, and at that time I was just starting the first collection. So I wasn't, I wasn't really clued in on all that stuff. So we really, we took it to that level where the detail was just ridiculous. And so those first shoes were really fun, the, the first collection. And there was a specifically a shoe called pig that is really very close to my heart. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I don't know that one. Well, and then you were able to do some custom for celebrities. I love that JLo shoe. And I think I should have a GWT for Greenwood Tiffany one day. Um, but now you've been able to bring that to mm-hmm. everybody can have a cut, maybe not that particular one, but a custom yeah. shoe, very specialized to their, their foot and size. And Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that is so great. Um, thanks for mentioning that too, because that is, um, it is just really was a frustrating thing. We were making shoes for Miley Cyrus, Madonna, Natalie Portman, you know, Pamela Anderson and, and Jennifer Lopez. And it takes, it takes, you know, 20, 30 emails to get these shoes done, right? Because you have to go back and forth and what this and that. And, and it was impossible to do that for everyone because it just really wasn't going to be a way that we could manage that. And the price was just so ridiculous that it just was just not really affordable at all. And so what we did is we created this website that you can build your own shoe on. So we're going to continue to add styles. We launched during COVID and we were planning heels because we had planned it pre-COVID. So there's heels on there now, but we're launching a new shoe next week um, that's going to come out on pre-order, which is very exciting. exciting. Uh, A fun loafer slide flat that is just really, really ridiculously cool. Oh, (laughs) I love them. So... So, um, yeah, it would. So we're, um, you know, we're kind of putting out some of these awesome flats and, and getting them out there, but we, we created this custom made order in a way where we felt like we wanted them to feel like the celebrity be able to find exactly what their shoe size was. And we always did fittings. So we decided to send the clients, uh, their, closest two sizes to their size so they could actually try it in their own home. And then they get a little red carpet too when they Mm -hmm. finalize it. (laughs) 
Yeah. So what we do is we send them, you know, for example, you know, you might not know if you're an eight or an eight and a half, right? So we send you an eight and we send you an eight and a half and it's 38, 38 and a half. And then you get to try it on at home. You get this little red carpet to walk on and then you know exactly what size you are in that particular style, which helps for ordering later. And then sometimes women keep the the try on size that fit them. So then they end up getting two shoes, which is really fun for them because they get this unexpected fun shoe in their size, but they get the time to be able to figure out what fits. And then they send them back and it works very seamlessly. It's included in the cost. And then it comes back to us and we start making that shoe. And you should see the emails when they get their shoes. I mean, it's so cute. You know, women are just emailing us that they just the, the shoe is so much better than they expected. And that just happens over and over. And then we have loyal clientele that then, you know, we want to invest in knowing their size because we care about them and they keep coming back to buy products because we, you know, once again, make that high quality Italian product that just can't find anywhere else. So that's gotta be so rewarding. That's yeah. so, that's so awesome. I wanted yeah. to read this quote that I had seen that you had said, and I think it's just absolutely so true. The luxury brands of the world should be vegan and sustainable to truly be current and fashionable. Mm, and that's sweet. where we are now. I think, you mm-hmm. know, I think, uh, yeah, very, very special. Thank goodness. Right. Thank goodness. We're here. <laughs> Finally. Now. I mean, I, goodness just, you know, gracious. I mean, you've talked about so much, what you love about what you do. I, there has to be so many things because I'm sure there were many hurdles as an entrepreneur to just like kind of maybe like, ah, oh, I'm going to throw the towel. This isn't going to work, but you just, you kept going so ahead of your time. And that's what I just love. And I'd see you at events and fashion shows. And now I'm just, I'm so thrilled that it's mm-hmm. at a place where it's becoming more popular, becoming more mainstream yes. and so I'm exciting. Just, I'm I am really excited for you and and all the new fabrics that are available and all the innovation and to yeah. really do the full circle of being a true vegan shoe, you know, mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah. Is there like one, I don't know, the thing you love most or goals that you hope to achieve I, or. I think what's really interesting is this next phase where we are going to have an investor at the level where they possibly could be more of a strategic investor. So one that is for the first time, Mink won't be standing alone in this great big world. And I'm really, I'm really, you know, obviously careful about that. And, you know, we're always going to be hundred percent vegan and always be as sustainable as possible. And that's not going to change. It's in our rule book, but thinking of who is that? Who, who is it out there that is going to benefit from all of our amazing work for 21 years and us theirs possibly, and really take that up a notch and get, get to the level where these organizations that own larger, um, you know, other fashion brands, like the one that owns Stella McCartney that owns other brands as well. Um, or the one that, you know, they part own and they, they have a lot of power in the world because they're able to 
move things and shake things and say, you know, you want this Gucci shoe? Well, you got to take this and make sure to <laughs> like, I'm just saying, for example, and then a lot of companies like Caring or, you know, LVMH or, you know, they are becoming more sustainable. Um, So there, there is possibilities to find partners that can be really big, but also can you know, move the needle, but also you can stay exactly who you are. And that's what that's a really interesting phase for companies. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this little terrified, <laughs> but, um, but that's something that's, you know, you know, the best thing in the world to do when you're scared of something is go right for it because, um, you know, you know, there's something really real there. And, Nothing to uh, fear, but fear itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I just, whenever I fear something, I'm like, well, I'm just going to, you know, do it like full speed ahead. So um, here we are. So I'm, I think this is going to be, you know, where vegan brands become really big, you know, that's the point here. And that that's genius, right? You know, not even just myself, it's for the other brands, you know, we've watched the Beyond Beef, which is amazing mm-hmm. and the impossible burgers and, you know, Miyoko, Miyoko's cheeses and different awesome brands. Um, but we've really, really, you know, seen the food ones pop up in, in a big way first and, and now fashion. So it's, it's really cool to watch everybody grow. That's very exciting. I see sustainable, sustainable fashion as really, it's really all over than more than I've ever seen it before. And people are very yeah. interested in it. Yeah. I'm loving that people are caring and yeah. I'm happy they have you as a go-to whether you're working <laughs> directly with them or you know just because you're leading the way as the pioneer who's who's doing it right from the start and able to Thanks. give guidance if needed, you know. Um that's very Yeah. It's very exciting and I feel so, so happy. much to do so fun. Yeah, <laughs> so that I'm so happy to watch my friend grow and just thank you. You know exceed in this arena. And then I'm so excited, you know, for our planet, for, for the wealth, you know, and health of animals to be mm-hmm. realized that we don't need to have their mm-hmm. body parts or skins as, you know, something mm-hmm. that we use. And so, anyway, yeah, we have better, we have time. better on top of it, you know, and that's, that's the thing that's so great is to put something on the shelf that it's not just compete, you know, it's not competing with it. It's actually showing a better way that you can, you know, grab that shoe and actually it's more comfortable and, um, you know, there's no compromise in any way. And that's, that's a game changer, you know, move it into belts, bags and everything else. Then that is made in leather and non-leather and, you know, it's it, the world will get there eventually. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. So new styles to be launched next week. Yes. Yes. This is so exciting because this loafer is one of the, the pink is going to be called Flamingo and the black one is called Crow, but we're, we're just having some fun with some, some slide loafers. Yeah. These some more shoes to come. that people really can cherish and and mm-hmm. keep close to their heart special. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's great to see other companies changing. It's great to see um, companies like Mink growing and yourself. And, um, and, you know, here we go. You know, it's time. It's time for, you know, all of the industries to really catch up with each other and, and go for more of a sustainable, eco-friendly and, um, you know, care about the planet, the people and the animals and um, make a lot of profit while doing so. Absolutely. People and profit and caring about the 
environment can all work hand in hand. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that people are finally seeing that. So yes. minkshoes.com, right? Yes. Is where we can find you. How do we know? Yeah. About- Instagram's a great place at minkshoes to follow us because we always kind of pop the new shoes up there and then you can follow You can uh, fill out our email list and we always send out some email blasts when we get some new products. Okay. Good. good are you still doing the hippo? Is that still? Yeah. You know, that one's, um, you know, we're, we're a California company um, and, you know, we have an Italian product, but we're a California based company and people just love that hippo slide. And it just is such a great year round shoe here in California. It is. I need, I, um, I only really. mention it because I know I need a pair. So, <laughs> oh goodness, you absolutely do. You, I cannot believe you don't have one of those. That Me is neither. such a must. Yeah. You can even wear them hiking or, you know, <laughs> looking glam. It's it. They're really comfy in every way. So we'll have to get you a pair. They're so amazing. They're really pretty. So. Perfect. Well, thank you. This is Rebecca Ming. Thank you so much. And um, she is definitely out there and choosing to care in all that she does and puts out in the world. And I'm uh, thrilled to call her a friend and amazing that she is this female entrepreneur that has this go-getter attitude that is (laughs) not wavering. You are you are no way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I well, hope so. Lots thanks, to do. <laughs> thanks, Rebecca. And I can't thank wait you. to see more success with Ming Shoes. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care. <laughs>